was a way to give res show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I'm Mr. Richie Moon. And I'm Kayfabe AJ. And I'm Kayfabe Focus. And today, we got a special guest all the way from Florida. E.A., I'm in the building again. Thanks for having me, brothers. Let's go. You already know. So we here, gentlemen, for Dark Side of the Ring. This is an interesting one. I don't know what we're going to call this one. I guess we'll uh, think, of a, think of a title uh, in, the, in the middle of the episode. We could call this the sad tale of Hulk. But you know what? Hulk I mean, fall. but you know what? <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for the end. But you know what? I don't. I don't really think it was a. It was a sad story. But we'll wait till we get to that. We'll, we'll just we'll, we'll we'll explain it. Let's let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. So how these guys met, I thought was like super interesting. So Animal is banging and clanging, and then all of a sudden, some guy just smacks him on the chest and says. You should be lifting more than me, and that's how he meets Hulk. That's yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was gangster. Like, how you meet somebody, you just slap them in the chest. Like, if I was to ever meet one of y'all, and I'd be like, "All right, Richie, yo, I like your style. I just cave your chest in." Like, how would you feel? <laughs> like, that's wild. Man. That's crazy, he's, yo. He's bench pressing him. He's bench pressing. He just no. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, for you to meet somebody first day, that's like that's different. <laughs> Hulk was a different type of cat. For real, like, woo. So, they so apparently, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, breeds like really good wrestlers because Hulk and Animals from there, Brock Lesnar's from there, Rick Rude, Kurt Henning. Uh, who else? They had a Damn, I didn't know that that was they. Scott Norton. They have Scott Norton. Yes, yeah. Norton, Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse, like yo, that's crazy. Like we didn't Damn, know that that's they produced. A, that's a who's who of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, they produced. Yo, low key, Minneapolis um produced a lot of Hall of Famers legends. You I know mean, what I mean? If, if you think about the people you you name, those are people with, like either brute strength or crazy athleticism. For real, for real, for that, real. That, there was he was actually working out. He was working out at Jesse the Body Ventura's uh, gym when all this happened, and then they ended up being uh, bouncers at the same bar in in, in Minnesota. <coughs> it wasn't like it wasn't uncommon for them to. to it reminded me. I don't know if y'all ever seen the the Vanilla Ice story when there was a story supposedly like when Suge Knight and his boys have Vanilla Ice. Oh yeah. For the they, yeah, yeah, they, over they the balcony. That, you, the or funny something. thing is, that's the first thing I thought about was vanilla ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they had them hanging over the balcony, and then it's crazy that they pulled that same shit to somebody in the bar that owed somebody money that they worked for. Yeah, because the, the bouncer, the not the bouncer, the owner of the club uh, was moving the white girl, you know, the Christina Aguilera. Yeah, 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 we know, Aguilera. we know, the Britney Spears and all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, the, the sugar booger. The, nose, the, nose the, you know, Fergie, the, the Fergie, the Fergie, the <laughs> Fergie. So, yeah, so that's crazy that that that's what they 
worked on, but they were still in the gym. Just they were just like bodybuilders. They wasn't no wrestlers. They were just random bodybuilders. The, the thing is, at this point, they were like real sought out bouncers. Like, yeah, they were yeah. making way more money doing the nightclub scene than they did in the first couple years of wrestling. Yeah, as amateurs, as amateurs, that's absolutely so. Yeah. The, the way it even came onto their lap, it was like out of nowhere. It was basically like, hey, I can do this. Like, they saw other other people managing to do it, and they're used to tossing men for a living out of clubs. They even had this tripwire story yeah. that they had a tripwire at the outside of the club, and they'll throw people and see how how far that they can go. Yeah, that's that's exactly how they met a guy named Ollie Anderson, and mm-hmm. that was a guy that was running this company called GCW Georgia Championship Wrestling, and he saw Hawk and he made Hawk a deal. So Hawk was Hawk was wrestling first, and then he seen a picture of Animal, and he thought that they were the same person because Animal was wrestling up in Canada, and then he brought these two together, and that's how they formed a tag team. Dude, he was like, there was two of them. Word. <laughs> Let me they, ask you. At that point, they damn near looked identical from far. They had the same build, kind of the same style of dress, everything. Let me ask you a question. It might be a stupid question, but I was wondering this when the story of how they met and all that stuff. All right, now we know Hawk. His name is Joe Laurinaitis. That's no relation, right, to the one we Actually, know. Actually, right? yes, they're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so they are literally yeah. brothers. They're literally right? brothers in real life. John Laurinaitis and and uh, Animal. I forgot and his first name. Um, no, no, no. It, it, no, it's Hawk. I think. Right? No, it's Animal. Hawk. It's Animal. Animal so that's really one, his brother. Animal, Animal was the one who was who was straight and narrow. Like he was, he was like rugged and brutal in his mannerisms, but he had he lived a good life. He wasn't yeah. on drugs, nothing. He was Hawk's yeah, rock yeah, yeah. throughout this whole entire time they were a, a, a unit. So, yeah, Animal is John Laurinaitis. So that's the actual fact that, like, they, they related. <laughs> they, they, that's his brother. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just double-checking because I, I, I saw the connection, but I didn't see, like, if you look at John I mean, Laurinaitis and, and, and Animal, they do not look People power. John Laurinaitis. <laughs> Yeah, he was a GM for SmackDown for years. Back in the days, he was playing a heel. Like, go do your homework. Well, John Laurinaitis actually started as a wrestler himself, but he, was, no, he, wasn't absolutely. As, he wasn't as successful as his brother. Absolutely not. Which no is way. It's funny considering that Animal is a part of one of the greatest tag teams, arguably, in history, as far as um, gimmick look, uh, you know. Believability. But, exactly. Be- believability. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I'm I'm surprised he never tried to get the rub for his brother and either bring him in as another road warrior or some type of you know management or something. I'm surprised they didn't try to link the two. I, think, I mean, you know why? Because I, the I funny mean, thing because... is, John Laurinaitis wasn't mentioned at all throughout this entire episode. Or he didn't get an interview. Like he at least say something if that's really your brother. Well, like, I think of I course. think people that are currently this... contracted to WWE they are not allowed to give Dark Side of the Ring interviews. So you think that they against it, low key? Definitely. Like they, they don't Side. like it because they're exposing the insides. Oh, oh of, yeah, um... they're not. They're not for WWE. Doesn't um doesn't give footage and and interview and interviews to Dark Side of the Ring. You gotta understand. 
Chris Jericho's the executive producer on this show right now. For this season, yeah, and he's narrating it so himself. Exactly, and that's you his gotta, voice. You got to look at the people that they've reached out to. Almost half of the people that we've sh- showcased in our podcast about Dark Side of the Ring and on the seasons have been people who have a legitimate vendetta or falling out because of WWE or their careers were crushed dealing with WWE. But so, Mick Foley, now, uh, just a just a quick one, and then we could get back to the story. Mick Foley. Was actually in the last episode. Mick Foley's not Abrams, contracted, you know right? I mean, now. I don't even. Think he, he has no, he's on a legend contract. They nah, wouldn't be I using him does. right now if they was. He came the, out the for the twenty. He, he introduced the twenty four seven championship. I think right. less than like one-off. eight months. Of- that was a one off. You gotta understand. The last time Foley was contracted, contracted as a as a regular performer was his run as the GM of Raw. Okay, that's fair. Once he got that's sent fair. home, he was done as far as that contract went. So anything he's doing now is because, of course, he's Mick Foley. He's a legend. And, you know, Vince respects his legends. Yeah, of course. Exactly. But, no, WWE's not giving. A lot A lot of the stories they're revealing are about Vince and about the behind-the-scenes negativity in WWE. So I don't see them cooperating as much. I, I mean, I guess they're cooperating by not shutting Dark Side of the Ring down by using their footage and stuff like that. But then again, they kind of stray away from the footage that they use anyways. Because okay. if you notice, anytime it's a segment from WWF directly, they use uh, they use actors that are in like covered in shadows and you don't see direct images of the face. So they kind of mimic what what they're telling in the story in Dark Side. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they don't cross that line of using WWE footage often. Yeah. All right, okay. So All right, that's a fair... When All right, we can get back to it. Got together, they immediately got put together with Paul Ellering, and I think that was like the the glue that that they needed that they didn't even know that they needed because Paul Paul Ellering held it down uh, as an in ring manager and out on the outside manager. Yeah, he was booking them in Japan and all over the world, yeah, and we all did, over the country. This is yep. the, the the funny thing is, um, animal. Animal's the first one to have the the gimmick, the Road Warrior. He was he was uh that was his solo gimmick. It wasn't really gelling too much, and then they they saw that Hawk, you know, they actually confused Hawk for Animal, and mm-hmm. that's how they came mm-hmm. up with the idea of pairing them together as a tag team. Yeah, so kind of I kind of alluded to that a little a little bit earlier. Yeah, that's not, and that's when uh, because because animal animal already had the animal already had kind of the the no they saw the movie. no he had like a biker he had like a biker looking gimmick you know the the jean jackets and stuff yeah. like that yeah. another hat that was his gimmick once it they was saw it was... that them two were together they pushed them to like try to do the the face paint at first and yeah. they had a story that was a they were about... saying that a lot of that was paul ellering's ideas yeah. like he was the one with the face paint yo when we could put they on the, the they he wanted the football the the football look with the spikes this Im- the image and that and a the lot of that was paul ellering Credit without Paul Ellering, without each other, honestly. Yeah, that they that, even talked about how the looks evolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, actually, the 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 look and all that it came. It was it was very much inspired by 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 Mad Max. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah, sure. hell yeah. And then, the, the the look of the mohawks, the, the look of the spike jackets, all that. Yeah, animal, animal actually made it. Like the the the, the shoulder pad with the spikes, animal actually made that. Yeah, because he thought of it. He was like, "Yo, let's do like a football padding, and then let's just add the spikes for when we come out." You know what I mean? And then they will wear the singular. And they would drive around in the black in the black truck, which I with that which is definitely that's a dope look though. Like if you think yeah. about it, that's that's like that's intimidating enough for like kids that just watch wrestling for the first time and you see these two coming out wearing I mean, that. You gotta, like, you gotta you, also think about it. That's very just, original just like, at that time. Just like Mad Max that's very was original. ahead of his time. That look and that gimmick overall was ahead of his time. Hell yeah. We gotta think about how many people were inspired by the Road Warriors gimmick. Um, yeah, the, the the most recent that comes to mind is maybe the Ascension, but so many people took that punk rock post apocalyptic look, and I, I think if the Road Warriors didn't break that through first, I don't know if we, we would have. Imagine the Road Warriors absolutely the, without the spikes. It's almost not even like that's like that's part of that's part of the entire look. I like mean, if if you look at if you look at um um Black Alistair Black right now. He he sort of has that similar type style. Yeah, he I mean? has the he has the spike jacket, but it, he has a more of a demonic presence on it. Yeah, but, but can, like that's what I'm saying. Like that. that that that's the expire. And then he expired from that. Like it, or maybe whoever gave him that gimmick when he came to WWE. Yeah, they expired that sort of like from LOD. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's way way ahead of his time. Like it's a day. In their prime, if they would have walked in today in their prime, everybody would be like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, Hell this yeah, is too, different. Because we also got to understand that these guys were legitimate heavyweights. Yeah, for real. They, they, they not only could have, they did stand toe-to-toe with greats like Hogan and Andre, a whole bunch of people they, they stood across the ring from. They even had a, a video of them, of Animal Gorilla press slamming Hulk Hogan. When do you ever hear Hogan let someone gorilla press? And, but and he made it look easy, like so you know they were beasts. Like, yeah, they were beasts. But they, Paul Ellering joins into the into the mix and because their manager. Let, let's mm-hmm. let Richie continue from there. Facts, yo. Paul Paul Ellering was a man because Paul Ellering would basically take them from territory to territory and. They would get over and then they would bounce. Like he would never let them like get stale in like one territory. So that's right. why they became legendary. Like, so um when they went over to um when they went over to Japan, like I was about to actually get into that story, which I got into what I was gonna say. When they went over to Japan he and he pressed Hogan like that was like <laughs> Yeah, that, that was crazy. Yeah, like that they, they looked at it like that was the craziest shit they ever saw. And now they went to New Japan after already having a, a, a run, I believe, in um, AWA, WCW. I think they had a brief stint in WWF. Yeah, yeah. Their, mm-hmm. their, their gimmick didn't really gel as much because they, w- yeah, at first, at first, it didn't, it didn't really. Gel. They didn't, yeah, they didn't see the vision yet. They didn't see the vision. Not at all. Yet. So this is uh, the point in their career. They start talking to Japan and start moving over there. But then when they came back though, because because this is like when they when they came back, they started getting like a big push, and they were about mm-hmm. to get like a super big push, and 
This is around the 92 SummerSlam. But so during this entire time, uh, they, they've also animals been also been talking about like Hulk's drugs issues and all that. Like, you know, like it wasn't really an issue until they got to the WWF. Yeah. And the 92 yeah. SummerSlam. I mean, you, you also got to think about it. Yeah. The, the, ju- the jump in the rate of pay that they were living, mm-hmm. you know, they were going from getting paid less than $100 a week, wrestling almost every night as compared to their bouncer days. You jump to the WWE, you get in top dollar, you know, and, and he had those demons already. So it was just amplified at that point. I think Animal said it best. He was like, "Yo, it, it wasn't no secret when we came back. Like, no, it was a party. He straight up, he, he straight was, up said it. The dude was an alcoholic, and he was a cokehead. And he was going out every night after a match. We will have like, I will go to the but, hotel, go shower, and he won't come home till like granted, two, three granted in the morning. That they crazy. said he was a, a cokehead and, a, and an alcoholic. Not one person outside of saying those were his demons said that this man, uh, as referred to Hawk." Was a bad man. They all loved him, loved to be mm-hmm. around him. His energy was amazing to people. So, you know, it was just really a guy dealing with his demons. Basically. And it just, when he got to, like you it, said earlier, when he got to the started WWF, to build up. they got more money. So he could, he could indulge. The money changed. It was money. That was the money. He could indulge in those, in those demons even more. And he waited to, yeah. the, to the worst moment because there was supposed to be the semi main event of the 92 SummerSlam. But mm-hmm. when they go over the match, he's they're going over the match with Vince, and he's over there putting his hand on Vince's shoulders. But no, I got this. I got like clearly fucked up. because he, he yeah. was on a he was on a hallucinogen. Yeah, so yeah, he was tripping. He he used to get Literally. all these Hulk used to get all these kind of visions and ideas, you know, creatively. But you know, it used to interfere with the the vision that the company was going with and interfere with. You know the idea yeah. of of his tag team, and you so, can see it when they showed the little when they showed the footage of it. You can see you can clearly see Hulk is just not there. And yeah. Hulk and, and when, Animal when and Animal was sick of it. He was like, "Yo, I'm over here helping." <laughs> he, like they had a match with the Macho Man, I think IRS, and yeah. Animal was like, "Yo, that was." That was, we were supposed to win. We was, man. It was IRS and uh, no, no, and Million Dollar Man. Million Dollar my, Man. My, my, my bad. Yeah, my it bad. Was my supposed bad. To be in a semi main event. It was supposed yeah. to be, it, it, and the finish was supposed to be the Doomsday Device. Yeah. And clearly, Animal was like, "Yo, we can't so, even so do speaking, it." Speaking, speaking of the Doomsday Device, right? Because this is a, this is a trend. This is a trend, and I'm, I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna be saying this every single episode of Dark Side of the Ring so far. When Vince McMahon is dead, we're going to hear so many stories about this man. Good, bad. Yes. <laughs> I know where you're going. The doomsday I know device, exactly where you're going. The doomsday oh. device was tested and okayed for the first time in a strip club because Vince McMahon himself told Hulk <laughs> Animal to give him the doomsday device, and he took the, no. the, the finisher in the strip club. Yo, he asked everybody. He said that um, uh, it was the Godfather. I think they showed that segment. He yeah. said he asked everybody to do his fin- their finisher on him in a strip club. Like, yo, you you don't see no daddies, my nigga. You trying to break the club? The what are you this talking is the about? The hardest man of all time. After how that, drunk are you? After that, they were like, <laughs> "How the hell are we gonna say no to these finish moves?" But the the CEO of the company. <laughs> 
is taking all these finishes. Yo, that was crazy when I heard that. When the Godfather said that, I was like, nah, this nigga. Yo, Vince Vince is a legend. He's a partier, man. He's always been. (laughs) But, yo, we all in the club. All right. We all in the club. We all drunk. And then I'm going to just ask all three of y'all, yo, give me y'all finishes. In the mid, we in the middle of a pussy, and, and like, what are we doing right now? Yo, Throwing yeah. dollars, and, and, then, and, then, and then you get super kicked. I don't, I don't, I don't see what you. <laughs> you don't see the problem. That's not you. You said give you the finish of that. Yeah, that's yeah. That's you, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's on me. That's on me. I'll I got to tell. Oh lord! If I ever ask some stupid shit like that in the strip club, which y'all. Yo, just do it to me and get kick me out. Uh, <laughs> no, ain't gonna survive no more. Listen, I might V trigger somebody in in the strip club. I said, you gonna V trigger somebody in the strip club? Nah, like y'all so, better smack the shit out of me and just be like, yo, look at the sandies so, right there. <laughs> what are you talking kinda, about? Let's kind of drift away from the from the strip club and the titties and Vince McMahon taking all these finishes. Um, yeah, that's extra. That, like, what are you that talking yo, about? Taking the finishes? You say that because in the main event of SummerSlam, they were supposed to deliver the Doomsday device. They were supposed to get over huge, yep. co-main eventing that pay per view. So this yep. was the the straw that broke the camel's back as far as they're running WWF at that time, and back because they bounce after that. That's when they they left to, to New Japan. Yeah, they split like they're like Hulk. Hulk went straight to New Japan. No, no, no. No, no. He did him greasy. He did him greasy. Yeah, I mean, because... they they went to New Japan originally, and then the the highlight from New Japan brought them back to WWF. But you know, but, but and then but, this happened with the SummerSlam thing, and they ended up splitting from there. Yeah, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's this is this is where the the story kind of takes a turn for the worse, and I feel like it was the biggest betrayal in the whole entire thing. So Hawk Hawk leaves to New Japan alone and Animal stays behind in WWE and you know he's no longer he's no longer a tag team. So he's struggling yeah. to find his place. He ends up getting injured and now he's sidelined for for like two years. While this is going on, Hawk is in New Japan and not only did he take the gimmick of the Road Warriors, which Animal was the original person to run with that name. He stole the gimmick and then got a Japanese person to fill the role of of Animal, Animal. in the tag team. So it was a Road Warrior what was it? Like Green or some something like this. Like It was ridiculous. Like that's one thing you don't you don't do you don't betray especially in those days where kayfabe and you know gimmicks were sacred, right? You don't do that. He straight up replaced them and it's like animals in in America. Like, you know what? I I I'm done. I'm done with this oh, situation. Wow. I can't believe that he stole stole the gimmick. Like, really abused the gimmick over there. Like, I really you understand know? where 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 he was coming he was from. For the power warriors. The, the power, power warrior. That's what he was. Like yo, y'all was well, y'all was one of the biggest tag teams for a while over here. You don't do that, bro. And and then all right, because of y'all, I was like, let's let's say um, 
me and you, AJ, we a tag team, and then I'm holding a lot of L's. You know what I mean? I'm drinking too many billies, and I got to go do a match with you. And they 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 fire me, but they want to keep you. They want to keep the name, but I go some like that. I, I absolutely feel animal on that. Like I will feel, I feel it some too. type of way. At this too. point, you're you're the person that cost us this tag team situation. You cost yeah, us main event been... thing, main event thing as a tag team. Do you understand the the <laughs> capacity, the magnitude of that match? What could have done for tag team wrestling at that point? Hell that yeah. it was co-main eventing the the second biggest event in in wrestling at that point. You couldn't even finish the 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 finish. Not only the, that, the natural them, finish. Let's give them context. Let's also give them context. That stadium was in in Europe, and it held over ninety something thousand people. Jesus. That was WrestleMania numbers, bro. Yeah, like oh my god, like you you not. Hey man, cocaine so is hell of a now, no, no, no. You know what? Um, I was listening to a blog uh, earlier about um, it's it's about some hip hop shit. But somebody, it, it was a quote that I heard, and they say, "Yo, certain times somebody's biggest demons be their ego," and I held that today. Like, yo, that's crazy. Like, sometimes so because you comfortable demons. with what the fuck you doing, you don't understand how we affect other people's lives. Exactly. You understand? So it's like I could I, I could be the biggest fuck up to me. I'm still turned up. I'm still the man. But I don't understand how if I, I don't see how it affects y'all three lives. You know what I mean? Or or our business or K Faith Ab or whatever, because I'm the man. And and like I, I heard that earlier and I really thought on that and I'm like, yo, that that's some Grown man shit, and yeah. I think that's what happened with 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 Hulk. And that's the thing, people see wrestling and they're like, "Oh, you know, this guy fucking sucks," or "This guy is an amazing star." But it takes partnership to absolutely make wrestling happen. So you know, it's a even if you're not even a tag, like is it if you, you go, need the other person you, to make you look good, your opponent. So, even if you're a heel or a face, you still need that to make the match look good, to tell the story that y'all trying to tell us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So look what happened with, with, with Sting and Jeff Hardy. Like, come on. He came out there now, obviously too much. And Sting, even Sting said it when before he walked in the back. Yeah, this was bullshit. He was a professional. Yeah, you still got to be a professional. This is still your job. This is still what you love, right? This is what you want to be. There's kids out here that wish they could be in your position, and and you can't even do the finish that is just that. And you was about to win the match, so they yeah. have to do some bullshit. You know what I mean? So I understand one hundred percent. Where they even lucky that they made it on the card. Like I understand one hundred percent. Where animal was coming from with that situation, like, or oh yeah, that was so. Animal held it down, like yeah, he did, he did. He was a true friend. He was a true friend, and he was still he was still a professional, a true professional, professional. and a and a and a a true tag team partner because he really held it down for him in in moments where he didn't have to, and and that's that's where I'm gonna kind of lead this conversation to next. So, 
Hawk is is in New Japan, and you know he he's doing his thing over there, but the drugs, the everything is catching up to him. So finally, he ends up catching. I, I don't know if it was a stroke or a heart attack, but he ends up getting told by the doctors that he doesn't have long to live. Right. He calls Animal and tells him, "Listen, you gotta come get me. I can't die. I'm not in this dying. Yeah, 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 I'm not hold dying hold in this hospital." Hold on. Hold on, let me stop the story. Let me stop the story. Let me stop the story. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> okay, let me stop the story. Okay. He's in Japan and he gets hepatitis C. Mm. He conquers hepatitis C, but then he takes that and is like, I'm going to still keep living the party and lifestyle. So he keeps living the party and lifestyle. Him and Hawk end up hooking back up. They go over to this tour in Australia. During this tour in Australia, Hawk and a bunch of the wrestlers go on like this kind of two-day coke and, and hooker bench. You know what I'm saying? They out there doing their thing. And then before they're going to, before Hulk and Animal even wrestle, um, Animals sees like a crowd of people and like see like the ambulance over there. He goes over there and he sees Hulk laid out. <laughs> it's like, because Hulk, Hulk is fucked up. He, and this is before they even wrestle. And, you know, he goes to the hospital and then that's when Hulk is just like, yo, you got to get me out of this country. Like, I'm not going to like die here. Yeah. So they catch the flight from Australia all the way to America. And then when they get from there, that's when uh, Animal's just like, yo, I'm done with you, fam. Like, I can't. I'm not going to keep yeah, he, he, you up. He brought him to, where was it, uh, Texas? I think they were in. I and then think, he was Texas to to uh, drive from Texas to Florida. And he said, in Texas, he was like, you're on your own. Like, figure, figure it out. And at this point, it's like, you can't even blame and uh, animal fulfilling this way, but absolutely not. The, like through this whole documentary episode, animal was actually the one that kept it tall. I never heard of any of these issues before this episode. Like there was never a mention from from like my knowledge of keeping up. Never been to mention all these behind the scenes issues with I mean, they, the tag team they, or like the wise and they left. You know. They exploited it in when they came back to WWF for their last run. Yeah, we well, we gonna well, that's later. Get, that's later in the episode. But so now, now you know, after this experience, I guess Hawk. We gotta give got, we gotta give Animal his flowers, man. Like yo, he stood as a rider from day one. Yeah. Like we gotta we got that's all I gotta say. Go ahead, continue. My bad. <laughs> so now. Hawk finally sees the light, and he he tells uh, Paul Ellering right to bring him to to this church or whatever. They make it to the church, and he ends up getting like baptized. And like a few days later, seeks you know he sought religion. He actually you know stopped doing the drugs, got healthier, got back into ring shape. You know he met his fiance, ended up marrying. And you know, finally, he was in a good place in life, and you know, WWF finally comes back knocking, and this is where we lead to the the storyline that was a little bit too real for for some of them. Can I say a piece? I don't like. <laughs> it was real. No, no, no. But this is what I'm saying. Like, all right, I understand. I don't like how Vince takes real life situations. And because it does get to the public, you make it public more. I, I disagree. 
No, I didn't like the the edge and Matt Hardy and leadership. I loved it. I, I loved it. Yo, because if we didn't, nah, if we didn't have man. that storyline, Matt Hardy would have never returned to WWE at that point in time. Yo, he would have never got to nah, see why you Nah, why you showing? I didn't like it. I, 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 I understood why Punk, he did it. CM Punk versus Jericho. I don't like how now because... We all know that Hawk is an alcoholic drug addict. Now all of a sudden he wants to kill himself and all this dumb shit. He did that same shit right, with that referee. What, what, is, what is different that from a let's say a Shawn Michaels saying I was on drugs, I was doing this, I've found God, and now I'm redeeming myself. That was but Sean. But Sean, that's why he retired after the 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 Stone Cold match at WrestleMania with I mean, Tyson. But after so. It was it was he still made his contractual story go and it it wasn't as shined as much as we could say the Hawk situation or the Matt Hardy situation or there's multiple situations that that Vince exploited real life shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the AJ the AJ Lee bombing the total divas cast. They agree to it. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, CM Punk. I don't know. I, I I love I love when they blend realism because it, it's tr- like CM Punk exactly the pipe bomb. That was a jaw dropping. Somebody like me that keeps up knows kind of the ins and outs and behind the scenes and knows could read through the kayfabe and sometimes even predict outcomes myself. I love when they give me that sideline of truth. Like oh shit! Like I now understand you, if it's not really you, that crazy. Now you, now you telling me something? Now you talking? You know, I don't understand if it's not that bomb. crazy. Like, like, no, no, no. But that, but he it hit because it was all facts. Yeah, you gotta remember, they always agree to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not all of them. Not all of them. A lot of them wrestlers back, especially back then, they all went to business for themselves when they did them promos. Nah, this this doesn't allow people to go into business for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's happen. a fact. That's one, that's one thing Vince is against. Everything you seen was agreed upon. Yeah, so let, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Animal they're, they're did say the, that. Okay, I just didn't. Nah, I'm just saying I did not like it. No, I can understand that. I, I, I can understand. because you exploited and he got personal problems, health, mental issues. Well, Help the man, yo. But, but That's but why that he point, passed away so early. But like, come point, on, right? But him. you got to see both sides. You got to see both sides because WWE also does lessons through storytelling as well. There's been a lot of situations where they use, you know, those real life past issues to make a redemption storyline right. or something that teaches some something. You know. Let me ask y'all. Let me ask y'all just a hypothetical. The only time, hold up. The only time that I don't agree where they use real life shit was Booker T Triple H. That was the okay. only time I didn't like it. Okay. There was no now, payoff. Booker should have went in the business to punch uh, Triple H in his face, but hold that, on. Um, that and and there was no payoff. Booker T yeah. should have won that. Yeah, so that's, that's a fact. That's a, case, that's a case where it's like you use this real life shit. You 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 verbally try to bury Booker, and he didn't get no payoff at that that mania. So that that point is like, yeah, I, don't I like, agree. I didn't like that. But guys, let's let's give Ansel his flowers. Let's let's give. Go Ansel ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish off this Hulk story. So you know they, they do that last run with WWF, and then. Uh, you know, they didn't really like it. The fans kind of really like it. And, you know, with, with this this story ends in a bittersweet way. Because like you said, you yeah, know. Yeah, but you didn't mention the fact that when they came back, Vince had a new idea. 
and he brought in Darren Drozdov as as Pew, yeah, Pew, the, the third Road Warrior. So this Wait, whole time to replace uh, to replace Hawk because yeah, of this situation. I, I see that was kind of a, my bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't forget about him. I just didn't think that he was like that. Super no, bad. he was he was the catalyst for showcasing the fact that Hawk was drunk. Was yeah, that and was the were, story. They were having they were having a, a, a rivalry with the with each other. It got to the point where um Draws hit the Doomsday um device the, the, or, or the, the the Doomsday uh, device on Hawk. The Doomsday device on Hawk. And so Hulk that's how was, that's how and, personal and, it got. And there was a situation where um Hawk climbed the Triton Chan. And instead of helping him, Draz he, he was, was he supposed was to go drunk. up there to go help him. Like that was what he was acting like animal. he was gonna jump. Yeah, and then um Hawk, I mean um Draz was supposed to go up there and try to talk him down because that's what Animal thought he was gonna do, and then he pushed him off. So they kept producing this story, like you know what I mean? Like they were trying to really get rid of him. Yeah, if you think about it, but. It was it was gonna lead to it was definitely gonna lead to better things and they were finally in, in, in great standing with the company and they were they were getting pushed for better things. On the personal note, um Hawk finally, like I said, got married. He was in the on on the verge of finishing finalizing a, a new mansion and mm-hmm. you know, doing everything and this is where it, it got sad because it was like he was just right about when to. When he finally he was, kicked everything, yep, he, he was just about to together. turn his life around. This, That's when the, he passes. The same day he moves the last box of of furniture into the, his his new home with his with his bride, he dies that night. He passes away that same night. Just when he was turning his life around, he was about to start taking things serious. He found Christ. He was about to. He was a, a religious guy afterwards. And he married his wife. He had his his um. I think it was a daughter, right, or or a son. I don't remember, but no, I, I know he I just had his. They didn't really spotlight the kid, the kids. Too yeah, much. but he just had his kid, and he was just about to turn his life around, and then he passes away. That's, like that's tragic. That's sad. That is. That's like crazy. Like you just not only that you gotta you gotta think about the impact on on Paul Eller. Paul Ellering that he came back, you know, his whole career was depending on depending on the Road Warriors, right. uh, the impact on Animal's career that they were known as a tag team. So you know, especially with Vince, once once you're stuck in a, in a, in a gimmick, you're, you're kind of there unless you can really really break out on your own. So there goes Animal's career stalled again, and you know, just the loss of a of a, of a friend, you know, a guy who was amazing but fought his demons. Finally overcame them, and then you know, sadly, as a passing right on his prime. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was really sad. And then, cause you know, Paul Ellering, like I said, like all the way in the beginning, they used to ride around in that black van, and yeah. Paul Ellering, black van, he fixed it up and he Repainted drove all the way down to Florida. Yeah, spray painted it up, and he drove it all the way down to Florida for his funeral. Now, I, I, and- I wish. I wish I knew the exact quote, but Paul Ellering gave the speech at Hawk's funeral, and it was an amazing quote that he said. So I, I will urge, unless you guys know what I'm talking about, I urge everybody who listens who haven't seen this episode, go back. It was very powerful words. 
that you know ring true in situations like this. Yeah, you got like, you know, Paul, Paul Ellerin. Yeah, he was Paul, Paul Ellerin w- w- was amazing in this episode, and what and what AJ is referring to, Paul Ellering said right. that dark clouds cover bright sun. Our Today we mm. lost our friend, our brother, plane, trains, and automobiles, and many miles. If I can steal a line from the outlaw Josie Wales, Hulk was a Hulk was good men and life light. Hulk was. A good was a good man in a life that met us with struggle in life, and it was just like wow. Was, uh... Yo, we gotta give Paul Ellery. We gotta give Paul Ellery his flowers. Yeah, I know he's a Hall of Famer manager. No, we gotta give the whole the whole squad their flowers. Him, even like even they, Andras, they really unfortunately they kicked you know, the, the, that that guy's got ass. Paralyzed. You know what I mean? They kicked the yeah, Draz, He kicked. They kicked in um Hawks' ass. They really fought to make the Legion of Doom the road before the Le- the Road Warriors become what they was as a tag. Like he really, if there wouldn't be no LOD or, or no without Road Warriors, without without he Mike, did all without... he did the most work. <laughs> if we really yeah. think about it. it, was just it was like it was just like yin yang yang, like one and, and no that's party and the other one partied. One don't do this, the other one did it. Like it was like yin and yang. You, but the, when the they thing is in, in wrestling, the wrestling world is really a brotherhood because how mm-hmm. many countless legends you hear the stories? If this guy wasn't here with me, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have my success. Triple H with the entire clique and the DX. Um, yeah, you know, don't call it about a Rocky. Bunch of examples, you know. Don't call said it about Rocky in his hall. He was like, yo, if it wasn't for Rocky. We were the two hottest. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, our battles, our stories, me and Vince, him and Vince. You know what I mean? Like, this is another, this is another episode of Dark Dark Hot always delivers good stories, always delivers insight that we as fans would have never known. So, you know. Can we? You know that we can do this all day. We so can. You guarantee? Guaranteed. Well, you guys, you guys need to look forward to the next episode of uh Bav with the Dark Side of the Ring. We're gonna cover Owen Hart, which is something I've been dying to cover for over a year. As that one's gonna be. Goes. I got a lot of say. I got a lot of shit to so say about. I can't Owen. wait for that one. That one comes out this this Tuesday. So guys, tune in. And, Even without course, seeing back it, into I got so much. I gotta you can say hear our about thoughts Owen. on that. You know, we we. Definitely, there's a definitely a lot to say about Owen. His impact and influence is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you can go listen. You can go listen to his wife on talk to Jericho. Mm-hmm. You know, with all that good stuff. But with that being said, AJ, where can they find you at? At kfabe underscore AJ on Instagram. At kfabe oh, underscore focus on Instagram. EA, where can they find you, at, sir? Yo, e dot a on Twitter and YouTube and. I'm everywhere, baby. You know what I mean? I keep it everywhere. <laughs> I'm right. Yeah. I'm right up the block in the corner store. He's on the corner of Kayfabe Avenue at... Gimmick Street. You know what right. I mean? That's what I do. You can find me at Kayfabe Avenue on Instagram. You can find me at the Facebook group on Facebook. Obviously, K-Fabe. yeah, we all in there. You know follow I mean? the YouTube. Like watch our live shows. 
Send the hate mail. I like we like the like, hate subscribe, mail. and comment, man. We we, we got a lot of uh, content coming soon. We got season four coming back as soon as this world opens back up. We have a lot of episodes that match some of the podcasts that we give you here on Anchor, iTunes, and Spotify. Anywhere streaming platforms you can find your podcast at. So, and yeah. ideas, man. Like if you want something we want to discuss, we could do a random show and just discuss it. You know what I mean? Whatever y'all want. Just hit us up, man. We in the group. Guys, tune in. Just hit us up. Tuned in. Uh, half of the year. Once June hits, we're gonna be half of the year. So you know, we're gonna have some half of the year awards and all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're cooking up a definite good comeback episode for the Kayfabe Ave season four on YouTube. So definitely check it out. Yeah, all that good stuff. I got, uh, I got, got, I got a couple of uh wrestling articles up that I'm going to be writing up for half of the year awards and all that good stuff. But also, also oh. follow us all at kfabeadwrestling.com where you can find all our podcasts, all our YouTube shows. Show us some love. kfabeadwrestling.com. Show us some love. Go to the go to, go to the website. Let's do it. Wrestling.com, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm talking about? With that being said, that was Dark Side of the Ring. That was Kayfabe AJ. That was Kayfabe Focus. That was EA. I'm Mr. Richie Moon. Dark Side of the Ring. We shall see you next time. Kenny, take us home. Bye. <laughs> and good night. Bye.